0: Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, again, it is great to be with you and to worship our God. As we gather here today, we continue our series, Fear, Faith in Uncertain Times. And again, of course, with COVID-19, there's a lot of uncertainty in our life and our world, but not just with COVID-19. But hey, as we gather here, you know, we've kind of developed a rhythm, right? We have a question to give you a chance to kind of give some feedback on that question. Here's the question. In one word, only one, in one word, what are you most looking forward to in the next 12 months? So in one word, what are you most looking forward to in the next 12 months? Now, if you're like me, I started thinking of, A lot of just one words, like one word I had is worship. I mean, we're worshiping now, but being together in worship, as I think about people sitting in the very spots they they were going to be sitting in, I know it's going to be different, but yet we'll be together. I look forward to that. Or I think about a haircut. It's been a while since I had a haircut, and, you know, it's getting a little longer. How shaggy will I look before I can get a haircut again? Or another one word I can think of is hamburger. You know, I'm looking forward to going to one of my my favorite hamburger restaurants and getting a hamburger there. Now, I ordered one delivered a few weeks ago, and it was good, but it was quite the same as getting that hamburger, eating it, and chatting with the the waitress and going out either with my wife or with, with some friends or going out with Tim. Tim and I have got a guarantee that we're going to go out and get a hamburger when things begin a little more normal. one word, Family. You know, I I look forward to being with some of the family that right now we can't be together with. You know, my mom had planned to be with us for Easter Sunday. We're going to spend some time together. You know, I planned, you know, not knowing how things are going to change here, to be with my daughter in the Czech Republic towards the end of the year. just don't know. What one thing are you looking forward to over the next 12 months? Well, as we do that, let's kind of jump into the text here and a little backstory and who this guy Abram is. Just in case you don't know, Abram is also Abraham. You know, later on, God changes his name, but Abram. Who is this guy? We use some one-word descriptions. Abraham, Abram, is one word, old. This guy was 75 years old when God called him to leave everything behind, everything that he knew, and go to the land where God was going to send him. He was old when God said, Trust me, what's going to happen? Abraham, one word, laughed. Abraham laughed at God, so did his wife Sarah, laughed at God's promise. And God heard them. And even though they laughed, God continued to be faithful to his promise. One word to describe Abram, liar. I don't know about you, if you've ever lied. I've lied a few times, maybe more than a few times. You know, we have all lied. Abraham, one of those heroes of our faith, he was a liar. In fact, you know, he lied about his wife when he was getting in trouble, a little bit fearful down in Egypt. He said, oh, this is, not my, this is my sister. He not only lied about his wife being his sister once, but twice. And then maybe the, the one word that really describes Abram, faith. Abraham, when we think about Abraham, we often think about faith. Let's read together these words of Hebrews eleven eight. 8. Faith led Abraham to obey when God called him to go to a place that he would receive as his inheritance. Faith. Faith led Abraham to trust God, to jump out, to leap out into the unknown. So here's a question and, and, and you give you a few moments here maybe even as a family if you got more folks in your household how would you define faith and think about that for just a moment how would you define faith now one of the, the big you know elements of faith is trust you know we think about one word that describes faith is trust so one way to think about that is is like a chair I don't know how many of you now are sitting down you know, in a chair, but when you go to sit down in a chair, you do what? You trust that that chair is going to hold you, right? That you squat down, you sit down in that chair, that you sit in that chair, and that chair is going to do what it's supposed to do. And, you know, most often, chairs do what they're supposed to do, right? Unless somebody pulls it out from underneath you. Though I did have one time when I sat down in a lawn chair, and if you've ever had this experience before, and the chair was... It was old, it was broken, and I didn't know that. And I sat down, and now the whole, everything went up everywhere. It was kind of an exciting mess. A little scary at the time, but the chair didn't do what it had promised to do. But faith is trusting that the thing or the person will do what it's supposed to do. So, but we look at our, our, our lives, and if we talk about faith, and, and faith is trust, you know, often in times of uncertainty and fear, in times of uncertainty and fear, we, we, we struggle, we battle with fear and, and doubt and discouragement. So how do we battle with those in the midst of this uncertainty? You see, that, and that's the power of faith. The power of faith is to trust even when we cannot see. It's easy to trust a chair, right? Because a chair you know is going to hold you. Well, most of the time. What if you did something like this? And here, you could do this at home today if you wanna have a little fun with everyone else you know, in your household. Um, if you're by yourself, I don't recommend you do this. You, you can put it on a blindfold, right, on someone in the household. You could you know, do a, a blind you know, trust walk with them. You take turns doing that. Or you could get out some different things to try and blindfold someone and, and see if they trust you to feed them something delicious, maybe not too hot or spicy or disgusting. You know, Some trust exercises. Not everyone likes those trust exercises. But, you know, as we look at the various heroes of the Bible, as we talk in this sermon series, we start off with Job, and then we were in Daniel last week, and today we're in Abraham, and the next week we'll look at Paul. All four of these heroes of our faith are ones that, in faith, trusted God. But not all the time. In fact, you know, the opening words we hear in Genesis 15 is where Abraham is struggling a little bit, in his faith, he's a little uncertain whether, again, like you think about it here, that if God is truly going to be there like he promised. And so this is the first time we hear God say these words to one of his followers. And he says it so many times beyond this. So often he says this, this sense of this promise of being with us. Let's read Abraham's promise from God, Genesis 15.1. Abram, don't be afraid. I am your shield, your very great reward. God says this again and again. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't be afraid. I will never abandon you. Don't be afraid. The promises that I made you, even if those promises are a long ways off, those are promises I will fulfill. Trust in my faithfulness. So here, you know, and let's get a little backstory to what's going on with Abraham. You know, why is he fearful? Well, one... He had just battled four different kings. And so there's a little bit of a concern that maybe these four kings, one of these kings, you know, might come after him. And so God says, you know, Abraham, don't be afraid. Abraham, I am with you. Abraham, I am your shield. Again, this is another phrase that God says to his people like, I'm your shield, your tower, your refuge, your strength. No matter what you're facing, Abraham, no matter what you are facing, God's promise is I am with you. And that's a promise we can trust. It's a promise God shows us again and again, and most especially in His Son, Jesus Christ. So, how and when has faith, or not faith, fear, ever immobilized your spiritual life, your faith? Again, we see this with Abram at this moment. You know, four kings, uncertain about whether they're going to come after him. A little uncertain about God's promise because, you know, he doesn't have a son to pass on his inheritance and, and his heritage you know the only way they would do that if they couldn't have children is they would you know take one of his servants his young servants and then adopt him like a son and if you know abram you know even after that they still don't have one so he you know has a child a son with one of his female servants and god says that's not the promise i made for you talk about being old is when abraham and sarah are really really old now that they actually have their son, Isaac. You know, what we learn from Abraham, we learn a lot from Abraham, what we really, really learn from Abraham is this. Trusting God takes a lifetime. Trusting God takes a lifetime. What I mean is that that we'll have moments in our faith, you know, that, that fear and uncertainty and apprehensions, they get the best of us, and we fail to trust God. But there will also be moments When our faith succeeds. And in moments of uncertainty, in moments of fear and uneasiness, we, like Abraham, like David, like Daniel, like Job, we trust God. In fact, Paul writes about this in Romans 4, 3. Let's read together. Abraham believed God. And that faith was regarded as the basis of Abraham's approval by God. So Abraham believed God. Abraham had faith in God. He trusted God. And that faith gave him God's approval. That faith gave him, as it says, it was credited to him as righteousness. It's the same for us. It's our faith that God works through. That faith that he gives us in his son, Jesus Christ. And that faith in Jesus Christ, you talk about one word. We talk about faith. We talk about who? We talk about Jesus. But this faith in Jesus, this relationship that we have, is an ongoing trust exercise. And trusting God takes a lifetime. Because each and every day is a challenge to our faith to trust God. It's easy to trust God, I know, when things are going really well. When, When there's no rule. Hardships on the horizon. There's no murkiness in our lives. But when we are facing struggles, in the midst of COVID-19, I know I've talked to a number of you, and I and and I'm reading online and reading articles about others who are struggling from you know situations of of abuse and relationships that are hurting, and and people who have lost their jobs, and in the midst of the COVID-19 and this pandemic, there's all these other things going on. And what God says to us, just like He said to Abraham, do not fear. And again, that is not a commandment of God shaking his finger at us. It's a promise of God saying, don't fear because I am with you. Don't fear that I've abandoned you, that I've forgotten you, that I've stopped loving you. I am with you, and I love you always. Now, again, we said one word of what you're looking forward to. Abraham was looking forward to the promises that God gave him. He was looking forward to the promise that God gave him of a son. and and through that son, the inheritance of this land and, and becoming a great nation. But Abraham saw even beyond that. Abraham saw way beyond the birth of a son and the inheritance of a land that would take generations. Abraham trusted God and God's promise of a Savior. Jesus speaks about that in John. Let's read this together. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. You see, Abraham, even though he was thousands of years before the birth of Jesus Christ, he looked at God's promise of a Savior, and he trusted God. So no matter what we are going through, we look beyond the situation we're in, and we see that God is not only with us now, but with us always. It's kind of like, again, we said last week, you know, Last week, we talked about God does not promise to remove all of our problems, but He promises to be with us in the midst of all of our problems, all of our troubles, all of our struggles. He is with us. And each of us comes to a place in our lives, over and over again in our lives, where we feel like God sometimes is pushing us and, and stretching us. And in and, and our faith, you know, we kind of ask ourselves sometimes, and maybe we, we, we even cry out sometimes, Can I trust God's promise, God's assurance, again, are the words we hear in Genesis 15one Let's read this together again. Abram, don't be afraid. I am your shield, your very great reward. Now, I want to read these words again, but this time, what I want you to do, and you shout it out whether you're by yourself or whether you're with a whole host in your family, sitting in your PJs or your Sunday best, I want you to put your name in place of Abram. All right, I want you to hear these words of God So let's read this together again. So I would say James, right? So James, don't be afraid. I am your shield, your very great reward. God is with you. In the midst of the uncertainties and the fears and the apprehensions and the brokenness and the pain and the struggles, God is with you. He will never abandon you. And we most especially see that in Jesus. The one word, the one person, Jesus, who went to the cross, who suffered and died and rose, that we'd have life in him, that rises from the dead, so that we know that not even death can keep God's love and God's presence from us. That he is with you, no matter what you're facing right now. And that doesn't remove the problems and the struggles and the uncertainties, but it gives you... The confidence and faith to trust his promise. A promise that Jesus makes to his followers as he sends them out into the world. I am with you always. He is with you right now. Remember this. There are times in our faith will falter and struggle and fail. But God is always faithful. And our trust in God takes a lifetime. God knows that, and he loves us through that entire journey of life, of trusting him and knowing and being loved by him. So here's a challenge for us as we go forward this week. The challenge is this. How is God calling you to let go of your fear and live in faith today? How is God calling you to let go of your fear? So you've got to think about what fear you might have right now whether it's COVID-19, whether it's with a job or relationship, whatever that fear is, maybe it's a little fear right now, maybe it's a really big fear, how you let go of that fear and live in faith today. And there's some practical things you can do. I like doing practical things. I mean, maybe you write that fear on, you know, a a postcard or if you got a brick or something outside, write it on a brick and and take that and just hold that fear and say, I'm going to let go of this fear, especially if it seems really heavy, get something that's heavy and take it out and drop it somewhere so you don't break anything. Don't drop it on, you know, the floor inside the house and say, God, help me to let go of this fear and to trust you, to know that, God, you are holding on to me, to know you are never leaving me alone. Maybe you write the words of Genesis 15, 1 down so you see those words this week. Or the words of Matthew 28, Jesus' promise, I am with you. So that you are reminded again and again that you are not alone. That God is with you. That God is faithful to his promise to love you and uphold you. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you thanks and praise for the gift of this amazing day and for your amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. Lord, if we're honest, there are times and things that cause us to be fearful and uncertain. Lord, you also help us in faith to trust you. So Lord, we pray for each and every one of us this morning that you would help us to trust you in faith, to know that you are faithful to all of your promises, faithful to be with us, faithful to love us, faithful to be with us through all that we face each and every moment of our lives. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.